And welcome to another episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. It's your host, Kelsey Ray. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. PlatformCollection.com is where you'll find us. If you're listening to this on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, wherever podcasts are found, you can go over to PlatformCollection.com right now. Go to YouTube's plat- Platform Collection at YouTube, uh, Platform Collection at Instagram, and watch the video version um, so you can see uh, us in all our gloriousness. Um, I got a really dope guest on today. Um, I met this young lady a few years back, um, but I've been following her art uh, for a long time. She's a multi-talented artist, so um, she has her hands in a lot of different artistic aspects as well as marketing. She runs her own businesses. Um, So we really want to get into some insight with that independent thinking. And uh, she's been making a name for herself within these last few years, especially putting out a lot of content um, for you guys to enjoy. But uh, my homie Chata's in the sh- on the show today. What's up, Chata? What up? Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being on, man. I've wanted to have you on for a while. I, um, I'm, a, I'm obviously a fan of your work. We've worked together on past projects before. Um, but I just, it's your first time on, I kind of want to just get into like a little bit about your history, a little bit about like what got you started in like the art world. Um, where are you from originally? So I'm from San Diego, California, um, born and raised. Yeah. I spent first, well, my, my early childhood upbringing, I was out on Campbell Indian Reservation, um, which is where my relatives come from. Uh-huh. Um, and then from there I came out to the city. Um, and I've been here ever since just running around doing my thing. Do you have, um, brothers and sisters? Yeah. Um, I have kind of a big family. I, my mom had seven kids. She was oh, wow, busy. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. well, um, uh, do you guys share like a dad or is it a different dad? Like, is it, how's it split? Uh, like where do you fall in the line? So on my dad's side, we, we, we got some different daddies in the mix, but uh-huh. you know, it's all little. Yeah. Um, on my dad's side, I'm the youngest. I have two older sisters um, with both my parents from him. And then um, just young, younger siblings uh, from my mom's side. The, the youngest one, she just turned 19. Yeah. Uh, but she's dope. Yeah. yeah. Is she the one that's uh, right uh, right behind you or is there... Like, where do you, no, are you the, are you, would you be considered like a middle child, oldest child or? I, I would be considered like a middle child. Okay. Amongst my mom's children, yes. Okay. How was so that? I, um, <laughs> being a middle child, for those of you who know, it's yeah. definitely like you're kind of on your own, if that makes sense. Like you, you got to be independent. Um, but I have like a weird complex because on my dad's side, I was the baby. So... You know, I kind of. Oh, that's weird. It's like spoiled and this, that, the other. But then I go to my mom's and, you know, I'm cooking my own damn dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, okay. So growing up, um, was there, was it like an artistic household? Did you guys have like, what was going on in the house that would have sparked, like when you look back on it now, can you look back and go like, oh, I probably got these artistic things from these, these things yeah. going on. Um, I would definitely say I come from an artistic family on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's side, historically speaking, were 
you know, I mean, they work with their hands, very creative um, pottery makers, uh, musicians, photographers, like yeah. that was all kind of in the mix of my, my dad's side. And I would say that like a lot of my interest in music um, and even now, you know, we're kind of in Rona season, so there's not much to DJ, not many yeah. places to DJ, but I, I would say that my the catalyst for me DJing and collecting records definitely stems from my dad's side. Um, my mom's side, um, I mean, both sides come from an indigenous background, yeah. you know, and I feel like um, whether you're from, you know, indigenous from Mexico or you're from, you know, the States, creating is like it's in our bloodline you know basket weaving beading um yeah. sculpting like i feel like it's always kind of like been within me but on my mom's side my mom uh she she was a painter um in her early days um there's also connections you know i have you know great auntie and uncle that were some of the original muralists here in chicano park yeah um so it's kind of it's, it's always been there i would say that like on my mom's side specifically, you know, um, seven kids, she, she was pretty busy. She worked a lot. She worked hard. Um, we got by, but by no means like, you know, where we spoiled, we, we shared a room. Yeah. Um, I was kind of, a, I was a knucklehead. I would say, um, what does that mean? You know, I, I didn't always get my way, but you know, I, I, I would act up. You know, I would act up, but I feel like the, the times that I would ever get praise uh -huh. was when I was being artistic, you know, like the fact that I could sit down at a piano and freestyle or, you know, that I was able to, um, like draw really good or this, that, the other, that was like when I felt like I was most valued, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like where I got most of my praise from, because if I wasn't creating, then I was out being a knucklehead and then getting whoopings, you know, <laughs> what, what, where, do, where do you think that so, side of you comes from? Like, do you feel like, cause you feel like there's like a rebellious side. It seems like there's, there's like rebel within the art that you make. Is there a rebellious yeah. side in you? And like, where does that come from? Absolutely. I think I mean, it comes from the history of my people, mm -hmm. you know, um, being, being indigenous, being, being of a native American background and even in the United States being, being a Mexicano, you know, like there is definitely like, we don't, we don't choose it, but we have to advocate for ourselves. And I feel like I grew up in a household that was not quiet about the injustices that we face and the discriminations. Um, and so I feel like from a pretty early age, yeah. it was kind of yeah. like buck the system, you know? Right, right. Um, so I, I would definitely say that the, the rebellion and the resistance is just something that it's like in the DNA, you know, it's historically passed down um, through stories. And I'm not just talking about, you know, like, oh, like, you know, ancient Mexico, the Aztecs, you mm -hmm. know, fighting each other or colonization. I'm talking about like, oh, okay, the 1970s, the 1960s. I'm talking about the right. 30s, 40s suit riots. Like that, that is all within, you know, the, the history of, of like who I am and where my people come from. And I feel that you know carrying that on carrying on the education of it carrying on the resistance of it documenting it um it's kind of like a, 
it's a responsibility. It's an obligation that, you know, all of us have, whether we choose to see it or not. Um, for me though, I'm very, I believe very much so in telling, telling your story and documenting it. And in doing so, that is an act of resistance, you yeah. know? You're taking on your own narrative. And if you don't take on your own narrative, someone else will do it for you. Someone that doesn't understand you sometimes even, you know? Yeah. How do you, yeah. how do you juggle? Um, Cause this is, you know, these are things that like I think of as an artist as well. And I, I've talked to tons of people on this show about stuff like this. Like, how do you, how do you wrestle with the idea of like, you know, you got to make a living, you have to eat. We don't get the art if you're not okay. Like we, right. Like if we're fans of your art, we can't get your art if you're not okay. If you're not doing well. But then there's also a side of you that's like, fuck the system, fuck how things should work. But I mean, at the end of the day, you still need money, right? Like you still, you still need money. You still have to find a way to survive. How do you, yeah. like, what's your philosophy on that? Like, how do you balance those two sides? Uh, that's, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't say that I've fully figured out mm -hmm. um, the, the answer to that. For me, I just, a lot of what I do, I mean, I'm kind of spontaneous, I would say, like, especially early on, like, I'm the type of person where if there's something I want to do, I'll do it. Yeah. And I don't necessarily have like a date in mind. Like, sometimes it's like the opportunity is now and I just got to take it and I just got to run with it. Um, but there definitely like is a balance. It's to me, it's something where it's like, if, if it's something that I want, if it's something that interests me, um, just gonna shoot the shot you know yeah you might miss but it's better than not trying at all yeah um, i'm kind of in a position right now you know where with my occupation i've been able to create a decent balance of doing my you know production of, of art and the things that i, I put out and then being well, able to like feeding yourself yeah 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 um but i mean i i i imagine right like to because i would even say as like an advocate of like your work i would be like in a perfect world to me you'd have all the time you need to work on whatever creative things you can i would is that something you aspire to or do you always feel like hey i want to have one foot in like say like a nine to five world or a world where it's more genuinely like people experience every day or are you like no i'm trying as an artist i'm trying to get free like i want to be i don't want to have any rules you know what i mean yeah. like is that is that a goal absolutely i think that's yeah. a goal i think that's a goal for every every creative person is to have that that freedom and that ability to move in whatever space and dimension you want without being tied down to oh i gotta go clock in here let me let me pause you know because I, as an artist as a creative i realized like there is no pause you know because yeah. even if you at the night five like something might pop up and you're like shit like i gotta run with this you know yeah like, let me step away to the bathroom you know to write this down real quick um yeah but you know for me um the recipe that i've kind of been going off of is just don't stop just keep pushing um 
you know, things don't happen overnight. Yeah. I get lucky, but I get lucky with certain opportunities because it's at the forefront, you know, I'm, I'm working on it. Like everything that I do, there's some type of intention that makes it to where I'm creating another step up the ladder, you know? Right. Right. So yeah, you seem very, I mean, I can tell you this. I think one of the things I enjoy the most about like, for instance, like your Instagram, right? Your Instagram. In fact, I think we have it up. Um, your Instagram. It's so, it, it is you, right? Like it's you, it's your stuff, it's your voice, but it's also yeah. very well curated, right? Like it's like you're curating yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And that's an interesting thing too, because that speaks to not just a talent to create the art, but to present it. You know what I mean? And like, you know, as an artist, you've been an artist for a while. It's not like you're really, really new at this at all. Um, but you've been an artist for a while. You know that a lot of the times when, when artists are challenged with trying to make whatever they're doing into something that can sustain their life, the mm -hmm. challenge comes when they have to present it to a larger audience and it doesn't translate. Whereas like with your stuff, it seems like there's definitive statements. Like I'm, mm -hmm. you can, you can look at your Instagram and go like, oh, okay, there's a, the, I feel the vibe. I get the story. I get, there's different pieces. And then that kind of connects to like your other art. And then it connects to other things you're doing. It's like one right. story. Um, but you know, like I know that's not easy to do. It's not like that just falls into your lap. Like there has to be some thinking into that. Like what's your process when you are like, say curating yourself. Um, it's a very emotional process. Yeah, um, I bet. I would not even know where to begin with that. It's just something that just naturally kind of happens, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, like, like, obviously there's a strategy to it, but when it comes to describing what that strategy is, yeah. I really can't tell you because I really haven't dug deep enough into myself to be able to write down mm. the recipe, you know, it's just, just how it flows, you know, it's just, is that on the, um, is it on the to-do list? Is it some, is it something that you, you work with or struggle with to like try to put it into perspective? Like, do you, cause you know, every artist deals with these, I was just talking to, um, uh, an artist who's a touring artist he tours the world right he everything seems like it should be fine mm -hmm. but even you know at that level even he is having like these daily doubts of like is this art really saying what i wanted to say is it really is it really making an impact is it really doing these things do you struggle with those challenges mm, honestly yeah. um i <laughs> at this point in time i don't mm -hmm. i like my value I understand my perspective of my art and where it's coming from you know like it's coming from a place within me that you know it, no one it's something that no one can really like touch it right um, right right not not everyone's ever really gonna really know it, right they're not gonna really know and right I don't know I get that like, though I think that comes through though there is a mystery to it that comes through of like yeah you, it, it, and it's weird because you you have this strong um, I mean not not only do you stand just as an as an artist in general, but you also have a strong female voice that you put out forward 
Um, and then you, and you also model, right? Like your sexuality is very much controlled by you. It's very obvious through the art that you make, but is that like, what is the down? Like, what is the downside to any of this? Is there a downside? Like as an artist, because there's young artists listening right now that are going like, Oh, I want to do what she's doing. And, and she seems like she's doing it easy. Like she's making it look easy. Is it easy or is there, what's the bad side of this? I mean, of course there's days sometimes where it like, you just get mentally exhausted. And I wouldn't necessarily say it's like necessarily like the creating aspect, but you know, like I'll, I'll have my days. Yeah. I have my, my highs and my lows. And I would say my lows is what makes my highs possible. You know, mm. um, <laughs> I feel like some of my best work comes from my hardest times, you know? Right. And I, I feel that overall, you know, especially like with my upbringing and my, my, my story, my childhood, this, that, the other, um, to me, art has always kind of been like a, a therapy, you know, it's like a release of energy. Um, it's a translation of like my innermost. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like at the, at the core of my artwork is like you, me yeah. and my energy and how I'm choosing to translate my traumas, yeah. you know? It's very vulnerable though, no? Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Yeah. But um, if I don't do it, yeah. you know, no one else is going to do it for me. Is it worth you the know, pain like, so far? Has it been worth the pain? Um, I wouldn't say there's like a lot of pain in like doing the art. Mm-hmm. I would say it's, if anything, the release of pain. Mm. You know, um, and, I, and I'm not a tortured soul or nothing like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm just very upfront and vulnerable with like the root of my creativity, you know, and like I, I somehow one way or another in almost like a means of survival learned how to like harness, you know, the yeah. hard parts of my past and been able to translate it into things that bring me great joy, like my community, like my family, um, and, and just the things that I enjoy, the things that bring me joy, you know, like if you go through, like, for example, if you go through my Instagram, you're going to see a lot of community and um, like candid shots and yeah. glimpses of where I've been and um, parts of my past that like, you know, like historical photos, things that, you know, sure. are, are part of me historically um maybe i wasn't there but it's like it all ties into like who i am today and why i am this way yeah yeah it's um it's interesting i told somebody the other day that your instagram um i was describing it to them like it's to me when i look at it it's like a tree with all these branches right like it's one thing but it it all when you look at it from afar it looks like this one thing but as you look closer there's so many different layers of like the stuff you post and, and how it relates to you, like the pictures that you put up that you obviously see yourself in as well, even when you're not in the photo, you know what I mean? Like there's a, there's like a genuine love for what's in front of your camera. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's, it comes across. That's I've always, uh, to me, I've always been attracted to that kind of art because I feel like you can tell when somebody loves what they're, 
taking a picture of or they're filming. You know what I mean? Like you, cause there's a, only a way that somebody who's in love with whatever they're seeing can make it look, you know, Yeah. like you, again, like there's a photo up here. If you guys are listening to it, you guys should be watching the video, but there's a photo right here with the broken glass of the candle. Right. Mm -hmm. And then if you could see, there's actually a cap of a hypodermic needle. I don't know if people catch that, but it's that it's there. And the picture is beautiful mm -hmm. though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's a painful pic. I mean, that picture is a painful fucking picture. Like tears have shed for that. What's in that picture. Right. Mm -hmm. They could be shedding right now, actually. But the way you look at it, you have to have loved the story. I, I think anyways, to have taken the, the photo, you know? Absolutely. There's definitely like, um, I mean, when, when I'm shooting, there's almost like, I, I check out, there's like this whole mm -hmm. emotional aspect that takes over. But I would say when I, when I am out and I am, you know, walking the neighborhood or, you know, in a, in a different community that is not something that I'm familiar with, I, I primarily shoot off of emotion. You know, there's something within that photo that, that or that imagery that captures me and that makes me like, you know, decide to, to capture it, to document it. Yeah. What was, what yeah. was the um, first thing you did publicly that you could say like, Oh, this was the first time, like I kind of stepped out as an artist. What, what was that thing? Um, well, so <laughs> I mean, there's so many, like in my childhood, I would say the first time that I kind of stepped out as an artist, I was probably like six. Mm. Um, and like I, my, one of my pictures was chosen in this school districts competition yeah. and I was able to show at the museum of art in Balboa park. Yeah. So yeah. part of an like exhibit there, but at the time I had no, I did not understand like how like crazy that is. Like me as an right, adult. Right. You just you know, won I, something at that age. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think I'll ever have that, that's that space that I had, like I accomplished something that I don't think I will be able to, to accomplish again. You know, well, I don't we'll see, we'll see possibly. I could definitely see you returning <laughs> back, but yeah, that's huge. That's it's thing. That's a thing that like yeah. we're working professional artists aspire to. Right. And you had it but at six. It's like I had it at six, but I was also like some low income little res kid. Yeah. That shared a room with, I don't know, four other kids. And somehow, like, I was able, you know, like, without even trying to, like, mm -hmm. get into the, that position. And I, and I feel like a lot of the positions I've ended up in, it's always just been kind of like, I guess that's just my fate, you know? Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not having to chase it down. You know, it, it comes to me. And, I mean, perhaps one day there will be a time where I, I chase something down. Uh -huh. and, that's okay. Some things are like worth the run, sure. but for the most part, a lot of the things I've done, it just kind of happens organically. You know, it's just like a natural progression of, um, of time and me as a creator. I mean, and you're, uh, you're, you're in your twenties, right? You're young. Yeah. Yeah. You're young. So like, yeah, there's this amazing it to me. It's amazing that it's, it's happening to you, especially at that age, because it's, it's, uh, it's 100% guaranteed that this is still growing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's no way that this is 
what it's going to be. It's we're yeah. watching it become what it's going to be. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's developing into that. How did you get into um, the modeling part? Like what, what drew you to that? Cause as a photographer, yeah. there, was it weird to like come around to the other side? Like, was that something you were comfortable with at first? Absolutely. It was weird. I never, um, I mean, I would say, honestly, I've always been like somewhat of like a performer, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Sure. Um, and I've always, as far back as I can remember, like, even when I think about like visual, like memories and stuff like that, I've always had like a very like photographic type of thought process. Like mm -hmm. when I think, I think in photos, you know, yeah. um, I, I think in, I, I think all people think in imagery, but I see it like a certain type of way. Sure. Um, so I've always, I feel like I've always kind of like had the eye to, to do photography, but when it came time to me being like a model like I was a very like you know like I just always felt like kind of like a, a funny looking like kid I kind of was a funny looking kid um and then like you know awkward teenager and then like even like in like my like earlier 20s it was something that I I was never really interested in like the spotlight of things I always preferred more behind the scenes sure kind of in, in the back um but I would probably say like the first time that I really like modeled or whatever for a company was with um Tribal uh-huh and it was for people just who like, don't know it's a world famous brand born here in San Diego um <laughs> and it's overseas as well Japan Europe yeah yep so I don't know. It just like one day I was in the office and Bobby Tribal hit me up and was like, Hey, like, would you ever be interested in like modeling some shirts or whatever? And I was kind of like, Oh, what? No. Okay. Whatever. Like, yeah. why not? Like initially I wanted to say no. Uh -huh. Like I was, I wanted to say no so bad, but I was like, you know what? Why not? Like this could be a cool opportunity. Yeah. Um, so when I shot with them and I felt so awkward. Like I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should like smile. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but we shot, and I mean, it was cool. And um, I feel like from that point forward, like once I pulled the bandaid off, you know, um, it just kind of started to like flow and go from there. And it was it was like literally like from there, it just like snowballed. And yeah. I, I would say like I'm like. I mean, I don't have like an agency or anything like that behind me, but I went from modeling with tribal to getting into British Vogue. Right, right. France, um, which was like dope with Ola Swim, which is a, another local San Diego company. Right. Um, I was able to work with um, like Arts and Rec. I mean, you've um, been on, I mean, the amount of print you've been on now is, is it's huge. Like, yeah, I mean, I've had a good run. Um, mm -hmm. I had a good paycheck. Not yet, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's baby steps kind of, I'm kind of at a point right now where, um, when it comes to like the, the modeling stuff, um, like with like homies and like brands that I'm interested in working with, I'm definitely like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm more, I'm open to it, but I'm also more exclusive when it comes to like, yeah, you kind you of pick in your shots, you, you pick your um, shots. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest with you, I feel like I've always kind of been exclusive, but I'm more exclusive and more open to the idea of asking for compensation. Whereas in the past, when I was first starting out, it was just kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. But 
the older I get, the more I'm kind of starting to see my value That's and my worth. And, yeah. you know, I, if I want to get to that next level, I have, I can't discount myself, you know, and that goes not just with modeling, but, you know, with, with like all aspects of my creative ventures. And, and I think that's like one of the hardest parts about being an artist. Yeah. It's like, what is your value? What is your worth? Yep. Um, and sometimes people aren't going to like necessarily what you price yourself at, but right. at the end of the day, you know, um, you're determining they, that that price yeah you're I'm, I'm determining that price but also it's like you have to think about like well what they're gonna want me to like shoot for free or design something like for free or you know whatever but yeah. then like they're gonna use that in turn and benefit and make off of it so it's yeah. like i think i'm starting to get to a point to where like i'm understanding you know yeah i would bet i, I bet i've all i've always I mean, I have a lot of friends who, who model and they, that the things that they have to deal with is it's, it's weird, right? Like to think about like, oh, that man, that still exists to like, it's still existing daily, even within our own culture, you know, like right. within our, which is sad. Like that's, that's ridiculous that, that, that even has to happen. But I mean, you're killing it though, dude. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's, you know what I mean? Like it's not really making that much of a dent in your work. And I think that speaks to, um, you know, just the amount of, of thought and, and time you're putting into like choosing what you do. Right. I mean, I, I wouldn't, it, yeah, it, I'll tell you this, like if I'm an investor and I'm coming to your company, I'm not paying you to do something new. I'm paying you to do you right. at a higher level, you know? And that's, I think that's important for young artists to listen to because a lot of times young artists are trying to be like something, you know what I yeah, mean? No. I, I mean, I think the benefit in the, the strong point of everybody is that they are themselves. Um, no one can bring to the table what I bring to the table, just like no one can bring to the table what you bring to the table. And I mean, you might have, have like similar interests or a similar style as, you know, let's, let's say like my, myself, like, or I don't know, some, someone else out there that's like really popular or killing sure. it or bringing, bringing something to the table. But at the end of the day, it's like, you don't, you don't, you don't want to emulate me. Like you want to create your own path. You want to create your own style because at the end of the day, no one's going to do you better than you do you. And everybody has like, I think like their own like uniqueness and their own value that is interesting. You just kind of have to like find a way to like harness it, you know? Yeah. And take control. I agree. I think that it's, um, to me, I try to tell younger artists this a lot. It, I mean, to me, that's the funnest part, right? Like I feel, yeah. I think that it's, it's super dope. I, I know artists who are able to recreate things very well and I like that mm -hmm. and I can appreciate it. I'm just, I happen to, slide to the to the to the side of artists who tend to create things that didn't previously exist in a present in the way they present it right like if we look at your work we can go okay there's obviously um indigenous roots here there's obviously neighborhood importance there's beauty within people there's all those things but the way you do it 
doesn't look like anybody else. Yeah, even the modeling, dude. Like even the modeling, like uh, the uh, this picture is amazing, and people are missing Thank it you. if they're not. Um, but that picture is amazing. That mm -hmm. picture is amazing, and it doesn't look like what you would expect, right? Like this is, by the way, this is fu it's funny because you were saying um, I don't. I wasn't into the modeling thing at first. I thought it was awkward or whatever, but I'm telling you, if you look at that picture, you're like, Oh, this she's been modeling since she was two, you know, <laughs> like that's what it looks like, but it also speaks to, it speaks to a certain, you know what it is with you Chata is a lot of your work. I feel like if you know, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you look at it, it's like, why, why this, is it cool to me? Well, that'd be hard to explain. I just know that there's people that I know that can relate to looking at that picture and going, Oh, I know things about that. I know I feel yeah. things about that. I can feel the culture in it. I can see the way she looks, everything, the jacket she's wearing, all of it speaks to something. Um, right. And I think that the better artist you are, because I think ultimately, right? Like that's what we're all trying to do is we're trying to make you see what's in here the clearest possible way. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and that shit's hard as fuck. It's hard as fuck to do that. So when you really can knock it out of the park like that, that's amazing. You know? Thank you. Thank yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited. What do you got coming up? What do you got coming uh, up? What, what can people look forward to? Wait, first of all, wait, 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 let's not go into that yet. Let's back up. Cause I didn't ask you <laughs> okay. this. I've been asking everybody who's come on the show this, um, when COVID hit around March 12th, 13th, mm -hmm where what was happening in your life what did it disrupt if anything and where are you at with it now oh my gosh um coronavirus brought so much insight into my life into what's important into my priorities into who is still on my island and who got voted off mm. um it was a blessing and a curse but overall like i'm thankful for the experience of it um when covid hit so it was like march around march 16. 10th or 11th yeah um i i drove up to the bay um oh, wow. to visit um some guy that i you know had, had a little tang with uh -huh. um and on my way down i totaled my car oh shit um it was Friday the 13th, March, Friday the 13th. I totaled my car. Of course. Um, so then... Wait, how did it happen? I mean, were you okay? Did you get... I, I was okay. I, uh, it, was, it was all very... I walked away. It was fine. Okay. I walked away, but I didn't have a car at the end of it Jeez. for a moment. Um, so then that happened. Then um, I got out of like a, that relationship. From that, that um, relationship? Um, um, not like from, from the car accident, but all the, no, no, but I'm saying just, from the guy that you were, that you were driving home from yes. that you wrecked. Oh my God. Yes. Talk about crapping so out. Literally, like literally just kind of like stripped me from my car, from a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. From like work, you know, like no work was happening. I literally just had to like sit down i had to sit down the universe was telling me to sit down and so i sat down um yeah. and it was like that for like a good four five months that that i did that and then i would say it finally got to a point to where 
I was able to kind of like take my rest and start to rebuild again. You yeah. Know? Um, start, start to get creative again, start to have drive. You know, I got my wheels back, my, my employment, like everything fell back into place, but I definitely like I'm lighter now and I'm more, um, I would say I'm more like confident and I'm more hungry and I'm more on like a, like a hustle tip, if that makes sense. Yes. It, it's 100 makes, it makes so much sense dude. because, um, probably out of the last 15 people that have come on or that I've spoken to already since the, since the coronavirus hit have all kind of like all together unanimously and they're all creatives, right? They're all creatives yeah. have all kind of gone. Yeah, it's bad, but I mean, for me, it's been pretty, it's been pretty I'm good. Grateful. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, I've said this a hundred times on the show already. It, the fans are probably getting tired of it, but again, I can't, it trips me out so much that like my creative friends, they're all doing all right. Like they all seem, they've yeah. all started new projects. My very, very social friends though, Oh man, they hit a wall. Like my friends who go to like the bars all the time are like, yeah. oh man, they hit a wall. Like they're having a really hard time. And but I just haven't seen it on this show, anyways, because everybody that comes on is like some sort of creative, and all of them have had kind of like, yeah, positive. I mean, it's weird to say, right, in a worldwide yeah. pandemic, but I think that I was just saying this the other day. I hope somebody makes a documentary or book about the amount of people that blew up during COVID because there's right. so many people that are great things are happening to that mm -hmm. might not have ever happened. Um, because yeah. I think what ha what has happened is like, I say it all the time with the scroll, like on, on Instagram, right? I'm notorious for I'll scroll four pictures, maybe four or five. And then the, right. on the stories, it's who's ever just in that little top section, that's mm -hmm. all I ever watch or that's all I ever did watch. Now I'll go through all the story. I'll just sit here and be like, yeah, I'm going through. Everybody's giving everything kind of a chance because people want something different. And right. I think like your art and what you make is one of those things. You know, it's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show. It's one of the reasons I wanted to at least expose our audience to you more because I think they need to be seen like, dude, if this is for sure something that is creating a renaissance in our time right now, as pandemics do, um, mm -hmm. you're a part of that thing. And it's, and it's, it's super dope to watch, honestly. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't know if I necessarily see it like that, but I appreciate that. No doubt. Um, okay. So what do you got coming up? What, 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 what can we expect from here till like maybe the second quarter of next year? Like what's, what's, what's around the corner? Well, so on a personal tip, I've kind of jumped back onto my own merchandise and branding. Yeah. Um, so I got lots of things lined up for that. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, you probably should check it out. Um, yes. Lots of merch drops, um, just like dope stuff, photography. Um, aside from that, um, let me uh, make sure I get this correctly. Yeah. Um, I was also invited just recently um, at the end of November um, to be a part of a show at um, the Front Arte and Cultura Gallery down in San Isidro. I'll be um, one of five photographers. Wow. Um, all the photographers are coming you know, from Oaxaca, from Mexico City, from Tijuana, 
and I'm gonna be the one from San Diego. So that's um, awesome. Yeah, we're gonna be doing um, giant wall projections onto a building. Um, so I'm really wow. excited about that. It, to me, it's it's kind of a big big deal because um, I'm gonna be exposed to a whole different different group of uh, artists yeah. and the neighborhood, you know. Yeah, the um, audience as a whole will be a little different than you've you've dealt with. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Um, and then it's somewhat under wraps, this at the other, but I have some cool stuff uh, in the mix with Borbida Coffee and their uh, new store expansion. Um, I can't get into too much detail about it, but if you're a fan of my photography, then you're definitely gonna wanna. Um, check them out when when they open up at their newest location in the Plaza Bonita. <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That is yeah, awesome. So I, I got my hands full. Um right now I kind of just go month by month, you know, in terms of like what I'm gonna be doing. Gotcha. But um I'm open to collaborations. I'm open to shows. I'm open to, you know, being in different settings. I, I love San Diego. I feel like I've definitely grown a lot in San Diego, but the next chapter of who, what, what I'm going to be doing and creating, I would, I would love to be able to branch out more um, to Los Angeles and awesome. the Bay Area. And, um, you know, just kind of kind of get a little more outreach. But um yeah, I don't know. It's a big world, and um, I want I want a bite of it. So, nice. and that's what I'm doing. That's awesome, man. Um, man, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, please come back when you have stuff to promote. Um, yeah. Our audience, crappy awesome. You guys know her now. Reach out to her. Follow, make sure you guys follow her. Um, again, if you're listening to this, go watch it, and we'll put the links at platformcollection.com right under the video you can get all her links also her gear sells out all the fucking time so when it's out there grab it snatch it up because uh you do limited runs a lot right like there's stuff that yeah. won't get done again so it's really cool collector stuff as well so make sure you guys support that she djs when she djs she kills it so make sure you go check that out um and just follow her she's she's got a busy year coming up hopefully and um yeah uh thankful for you being on man good luck with everything um hopefully we'll one day finish the project that we're all working on we're, we're working on a super secret project hopefully um one day but uh but we'll we'll be on it please take care of yourself and guys follow everything chata's doing um say your instagram real quick it's um at chata underscore sdxda there it is there it is yeah. all right chata we'll talk to you soon Okay, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys uh, having me on here. I'm very humbled, and um, I look forward to all of the future things. So, yeah. <laughs> Word up. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, all right. That's Bye. the homie Chata, man. She's one of the good ones, I'm telling you. Um, guys, make sure you guys go follow her, do whatever you got to do um, to support her. She's killing it. Strong female artist. Strong artist in general. She'll body most of the dudes. That's no bullshit. She's got skills. Um, so go check her out.
follow her, support the projects, buy the gear. The gear is super dope. Maybe we could do some giveaway or something at some point. Um, but yeah, I'd love you guys to go support all everything she's doing. Um, we got more shows coming up, guys. Oh man, there's a bunch of stuff coming up. Um, some really cool guests. And like I said, uh some of the new shows are having rebirths already. You guys know how we do. We revamp, we shoot, we revamp, shoot, chisel, revamp, all that good stuff. You know, I got to shave. You guys think I, I should shave? I'm shaving my head, though, at some point within a month, I think. Ooh, that gave me chills. Yeah, within a month, um, I'm shaving my head. It's the last of it. 2021 needs a new start. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. So follow us, platformcollection.com. Again, shout out to Chata. Um, and go over to Platform Collection. Check out all our past episodes. Man, we got years and years on deck of some of the dopest artists you know today. We've watched a lot of these artists grow. Um, super proud to be associated with them. So go go check them out. Go do that. And go to Tumex TV. Support the homie Tumex. He's killing it. Um, so we'll see you guys next time. Uh, cover your mouth. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. You know what I'm saying. Just do, do, do good stuff. Please. Treat each other nice.